Hey everyone, and welcome to Patch Notes. I'm Trevor Strunk. You know me, and with me as always is uh, Mr. Mr. Jonathan Bernhard, the and angriest bird in the world. Um, yes, hello. You've never uh, met this man. <laughs> yeah, I, I've 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 stolen the Oriole bird, and he is now my totem in the world. That's um, uh, that's good, right? That's that's the kind like of totem the that you want. Yeah, it's not like the baseball team is using him. So <laughs> no. Although someone someone uh, found in a in a chat I'm in found a Yankees hat that had um, a picture of the Yankees hat on it and said that they definitely should get the uh, the Orioles hat of the Oriole wearing the hat yes. on the hat, which would be extremely good. The bird is wearing um, a hat, and on the hat there's a bird wearing a smaller hat. Yeah, um, and then it just it just in, into infinity. Um, it would be wonderful. Um, I, the, the Orioles are not as bad as we thought they were going to be this year, right? No, um, it's one. Of, it's actually kind of worse that they're not. I mean, they've changed the way the draft works, right? So mm-hmm. it's yes. now a lottery system the way the NHL and the NBA have it. So finishing, yeah. you know, absolute worst as the Orioles did last year to get the first overall pick this June. Uh, isn't actually a you know isn't actually a guaranteed thing. You don't you're not guaranteed to get first overall anymore. Adley uh, Rushman's not bad. coming through that door, as they say. Yeah, mostly because they're gaming his service time. His uh, <laughs> tricep injury is healed. Um, yeah, so the Orioles have you know every uh, incentive this year to actually try to win games because mm-hmm. it's a lottery system and they can't. Realistically, if even if they're the worst team in baseball, they could be picking sixth. Like that's the way I think the, the lottery is that is, is that as low as is it sort so it's like it's like the NBA where the top yeah. three are are lottery and then um it's it's by order of of uh I, no of, I think it's I think it's actually NHL style where like even like even the oh, sixth, wow. sixth worst record has like a one point whatever percent chance or like a point five whatever percent chance of getting that first overall spot, which, of course, if you remember, is how the um, the Pittsburgh Penguins got Sidney Crosby was through yeah. like insane. It's oh, luck. That's what me, we're calling yeah, it. Yeah, luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> many, many blog posts were written about that. Um, uh, I can't wait for the Yankees to pick number one this year. Yeah, it was funny. Like Capitals fans wrote long screeds about how the Capitals could have had uh, Crosby and Ovechkin back-to-back. Um, mm. But uh, I like, <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan of actually hating Sidney Crosby. I'm happy he ended up with the Penguins. Uh, you know, I enjoyed that rivalry, and I enjoyed even more that the Capitals now at this point were, like, kind of sustained better than the Penguins did. Oh, yeah, for it. sure. I think um, I think that I think we can we can probably say that without uh, you know I feel like the more recent Stanley Cup well, whatever this isn't yeah yeah no one cares about hockey on this podcast yeah. I'm so, or, the, the or baseball well yeah um, I guess we do talk about that a lot don't we um, I don't know enough about hockey to say anything smart um, oh it's been a long time see here's the thing you're supposed to like your enforcers like the guys who goon it up the guys who start trouble the the Sean Averys of the world. Sure. Um, it, that, if you follow hockey, me referencing Sean Avery should give you like a, a a a window into when I stop sort of paying attention to hockey. There's this motherfucker Tom Wilson on the Capitals, and all he does oh is yeah, hurt, that guy sucks. All he does is hurt people and do shitty things, and occasionally justify his presence on the ice with a goal or two. 
it, you know, and as a Capitals fan, he, I, I just didn't like watching that shit. And I didn't like having to, like, pretend I liked Tom Wilson to other Capitals fans. Like, it wasn't even like a, oh, oh but he's our guy. Yeah, but he sucks shit. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are guys who can be your guys. Like, my my, my example of this every time is, uh, is Shane Victorino. Like, Shane yeah. Victorino is a guy that if, if he's on your team, he's really fun. And if he's not on your team, he's your least favorite player. And that's just how it yeah. is. Like, that's, 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 that's who he was. Um, but yeah, there are also guys who just suck and like, yeah. you can't, you can't be like that. Like Brett Myers is a baseball example. Yeah, yeah. Like wasn't happy when he was on the Phillies. Like that didn't make me feel good. Yeah. Um, Tom Wilson. Yeah. Tom Wilson is similar. I, I know enough to know Tom Wilson. Um, yeah. It's like, like everybody, like when I try to post about the Capitals, people give me shit about Tom Wilson and all I could do is say, yeah, fair. Like, <laughs> I don't like watching them either. Good, <laughs> it sucks. Good, good point, everyone. <laughs> yeah, like, well, what am I supposed to say about this? Uh, yeah. So you know, um, people are people are on a short fuse today. I, I got into it's I got May, Mal- man. I know. I got Malcolm Harris mad at me today briefly. Oh, well, that's you know, big mean internet. Uh, yeah, he's the, he's the big mean internet. Um, mm. I said I he he had something about like. You know, write the think piece about how uh, how there's no useful uh, there's no use case for crypto, but about video games being uh, you know be actually being art, and it hasn't come about. And I was like, oh um, you know, shit! I was like, I dare you to My learn man, one thing. Socialist Cliffy B. Yeah, I said, I dare you to uh, I dare you to learn one thing about aesthetics. And then he uh, he he took a screenshot of me saying I might play Elden Ring till three a.m. and told me that I I can't. Uh, I can't both care about aesthetics and tweet that way. Um, which really? I, I, yeah, I have to tell you, I I 100% can. Um, but yeah, no people are people are on short fuses. Um, uh, it's meltdown May, man. I, I know. I, it's I, every year. It's it's incredible. The third sport that I pay attention to, which isn't really a sport, is pro wrestling. And pro wrestling on literally May 16th, the Ides of May had a nuclear grade event happen in the WWE with Oh him. yeah, was that the so that was like they they handed back the 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 belt the right? belts yeah Sasha Gray and Naomi um uh, Sasha Gray Jesus <laughs> never heard of her don't know who yeah, that is yeah Sasha Banks <laughs> um and Naomi um uh were the tag team champions for the WWE um both wrestled on the SmackDown brand they were booked in a raw match those are different shows people watching and the the entire thing was basically that they were going to uh be separated as a tag team and then have to uh go fight the women's singles champions and lose to them and that was going to be the next three months uh month of their life month and change of their life and they said and, no and they said no they uh, returned the tag team belts and fucked off uh and so WWE, are they are they out of wwe now? no no they're still employed uh see the thing is uh sasha banks um, is an, is a budding Hollywood <laughs> actress. She was in the Mandalorian. Um, oh, okay. Not just yeah. Gina Serrano. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, she's, she's doing other stuff. Like she was in Kevin Hart's little stupid web series. She was Kevin in hot. She's yeah. I mean, he's Kevin Hart. He's, you know, generally out there. Like he, I don't intersect with his audience at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't yeah. see Kevin Hart things, but he apparently has a, uh, a series called Cold as Balls or something. She was on that. Sure. Um, and she was, she's on that, that, uh, that, you know, that, that show where, um, famous people go on with this, like, dead eyed 
psychopathic uh, white guy, Sean something or other, who, who was just able to eat the worst, most vicious hot sauces in the world. Oh, that guy. Him. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Basically the Willet blend of our time. Yeah. Uh, and so she was, she's been on there once or twice. And, you know, she's building a profile. She has places she can go outside of WWE. Naomi is married to one of the men's, t- like, men's tag team champions who's also just like, in the same family as The Rock, their current champion, Roman Reigns, their tag team. You know, she's a made woman. Right. Uh, sure. So they're, they're going to be fine. But all of West wrestling Twitter has just lost their fucking minds and is now using this as like an excuse to prosecute their own feuds, stab people that they haven't stabbed in a while. CM nice. Punk from AEW, formerly of WWE, has just walked into this whole thing throwing haymakers at everyone for shit they did years ago. Uh, like Ryan Satin, who's a journalist for Fox uh, Sports. Previously, he and his dad did a reality show for jo- Joe Arpaio. Oh, God. <laughs> like the one where he just arrests people and sends them to his, um, you know, sun-baked death camp out in uh, the Arizona wilds. He's America's um, uh, sheriff. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry if you can't appreciate that, John. So it's just been a wild fucking day on um, on the Internet. And it's about Dame. You know, you know what it is. You know what it does. Uh, everyone loses their fucking mind this month. And it, like, yeah. Elon, Elon Musk has been melting down for like 15 straight days. He's not going to buy Twitter, Twitter now, Twitter. I guess. Yeah. Over this he, Twitter he doesn't believe that 90... 90- <laughs> I mean, that's a very... Saying melting down is very kind for Elon there because that's uh, it, a very that's a very calculated kind of melting down. Yeah. Where, where, he, where he's like, oh, God, I don't want this. Like, I have to find a way out. I manipulated the market. Now I have to get out of this soup. Yeah, see, the problem with him is, yeah, consequences are just fake for him, so... Yeah, right. You can't really do anything about it. Uh, Jeff Bezos is tweeting now, and they're these these stupid, bitchy little, um, too clever, uh, you know, Brookings Institute ass tweets. I've muted his ass. Um, Oh, he's terrible. It's, yeah, I, he's a fucking porn parody Lex Luthor, and it's, (laughs) <laughs> ungovernable that he's allowed to operate a Twitter account or someone's allowed to operate a Twitter account in his name. Um, yeah. I think it actually is him. The actual guy is that, you know, Oh, I, I think so. Hideous. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a different person. I think that's Jeff Bezos. Um, you know, these tweets with people whose like ad is neoliberal and stuff like that. It really very cool, dude. Um, definitely has a lot of ideas about inflation and tweeting Joe Biden and stuff like that. Just, uh, you know, not anything that we like to see. Let's be no. honest. Um, so this is a podcast about video games. What? <laughs> yes. Uh, so it's said. Uh, guess who? Uh, this, all right. More specifically, this is a podcast uh, in large part about Activision Blizzard King. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to welcome to the Activision Blizzard uh misdeeds podcast yeah um Um, so you've heard about the diversity tool yeah (laughs) i've heard about the diversity tool um i've learned why torbjorn is like is woke now quoting from kotaku activision blizzard touted its diversity space tool in a blog post on may 12th in which it claimed that both the call of duty vanguard and overwatch 2 development teams beta tested the tool with much enthusiasm (laughs) <laughs> then, then quickly walked the statement back on May 13th and said the tool is not being used in active game development. 
So what do you think happened between May 12th and May 13th? Uh, I bet a lot of people called them, uh, like, uh, cucks. And then we they... got those tweets off is what happened <laughs> yeah. between May 12th and May 13th. That's true. It wasn't just it wasn't just people who call people cucks. It was also no, people who uh, find the entire idea of a diversity matrix cynical and pointless. Yeah. Uh, like um, not pointless, but uh, an obvious dodge away from Blizzard and Activision's actual issues that uh, they would love if we didn't pay attention to. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, if you haven't seen it, um, so all right, if you pay attention to five thirty eight election coverage, they love using these things. The uh, the honeycomb uh, graphs, where you've got the um, you've got a bunch of qualities, each forming a uh, an endpoint vertice on a polygon, um, with the center point of the polygon being uh, a candidate or an issue or something. Or if you've paid attention to, uh, I think Madden uses these as well. They're used for like attributes of a wide receiver or a quarterback or something, where you put the the quarterback name in the center, and then at the vertices you've got uh, speed, um, you know, quick speed, agility, um, route running, catch. Yeah, all those, all they look like the spider charts. Yeah, yeah. And when, when yeah, I get to can, say like, oh, that guy that the Eagles drafted is the next Randy Moss. Look at his spider chart. Yeah, and then they and you know the and then within that they sort of fill out from zero to ten from the center. Um, from a line through from the center to the vertice, and then you draw this like pretty graph about it. So they did mm-hmm. that for like um, people's identities. <laughs> so you've got a graph. You've got like a zero to ten for culture, whatever the fuck that means. You've uh, got uh, I'm sorry. You can't. You can't. Um, can't wrap your head around uh, graphing someone's culture. What does that mean? All right. So. Um, where are the, uh, where's the, the screenshots? I need to find one of the screenshots. Um, I'll, I'll never forget Torbjorn being there like a little bit on the sexuality curve. Like, yeah. What, what <laughs> are we, are we to understand that Torbjorn is now bimbified? It's like, funny because there's a, there's a screenshot themselves? of the actual, uh, back of house app where they, uh, the, you know, the, the, the program with the mm-hmm. user interface where they set this all up. And like culture seven is, uh, do I have this here? Culture seven is like Egyptian. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> all right. So I mean, based on based on Overwatch, it means ancient Egypt, right? I think okay. almost certainly because I mean, any any sort of Egyptian person, even like if they're Egyptian in the current day, is essentially a pharaoh. What does giving Egypt a seven mean, though? Like so, what's <laughs> that six? that I could not tell you. That's that's what's wild. eight. Why is Egypt relatively like what's zero? Like is zero the Midwest? <laughs> it Zero's, might be. Zero is they they called me Mayo Boy. <laughs> yeah, like I, I like I if zero is like a gamer gator <laughs> for lack like, of yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like that guy, like that, that guy we all hate in proper noun terms. Imagining what, a guy least, who is a zero. I just yeah, made up a guy that all get mad at, and he is a zero. At least I guess at this point, it, that would make sense that you're pegging distances. You're setting out distances farther from that zero to, to, uh, what, be the when, relationship. Is it, when has it ever gone wrong to compare races and decide whether they are um, more or less 
um, uh, scientifically, you know, quantifiably something. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't yeah think that always goes it. super well. All right. But also one of these is age. Yes. What does that, I guess that mean, like, so it, what's our baseline here? Like, is our baseline an infant? Like, is this Gamer Gator suddenly at zero? Like, is he? I think like, the baseline has to, no, because I think, I think youth can be, can be discriminated against. So I think you have to be, uh, I think the baseline has to be like 25. Hmm. Okay. So we're, so it's the demo. We're talking about the demo and the demo. Uh, I mean, is ultimately, yes. Leaders, like, l- 18 listen. to 35 white males. Is the, demo, the, the ridiculous, the ridiculous thing about all this, like you know, just to just to pull back the mask real quick and show that we know why this is ridiculous. Um, the reason this is ridiculous is because it it like it literally is is it, it's saying the quiet part loud, which is we need a metric to let us know how not to get in trouble. Yeah, like, we don't we don't want to be in trouble anymore. Uh, people people are always mad at us about all the bad choices we make. Yep, I want to stop being in trouble. Uh, if, if if we can like if we can average a four on diversity scores in our in our mm-hmm. uh, characters, we won't be in trouble anymore. And it's also a way to um, justify not hiring actual diverse staff. Correct. Yes, we have the we have the matrix. We're working hard on this. Yeah, we we've got a, a computer algorithm for that. You know. Yeah. You, you don't. Um, you, are you are you are you trying to suggest that putting the resources into the diversity matrix was a mistake? Because. Uh, if so, maybe we need to put. Maybe we need to get rid of our other, uh, our other endeavors at this point. Like we have other diversity endeavors, but you sure hated the Matrix. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pitiful, honestly. So, so the uh, the news from Kotaku today is that this is not the first time the diversity matrix has appeared. <laughs> this is it this was, is not the canonical first appearance of the diversity matrix. Is it is not. Me? So Activision Blizzard King is the name of the company. That King at the end is their mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Mobile we all know King Games. We everyone play, everyone plays people. Candy Crush. I'm t- I'm told I played it so, a while ago. So the first time this surfaced was uh, from a GDC presentation by King Games hmm. um, about Super Mario. Okay, and I'm going to start quoting from the article again. Is it because that it's? Like, I'm going to guess that Italians count on the diversity matrix, but like if we three... had to guess based on that snippet of Activision Blizzard's 2017 GDC talk, though, we might say that the goal of a beta test is to confirm that Super Mario games are diverse because Mario is small and Italian, like a Caucasian meatball. Quote: <laughs> What we noted here is that Mario is short. The speaker said during the talk about applying the tool to Super Mario, like he's actually shorter than Peach. So we gave gave him quite a high body diversity score for that. <laughs> Mario is kind of a short king, if you he think is, about it. <laughs> no, see, they actually did sort of. Nintendo actually did the better version of this joke, which is the which is New Donk City. Uh, in Mario Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Every, suddenly, everyone is normal in Mario. Yeah, and, and Mario Mario's just this little fucking freak. This, this you know, this this fucking abyssal intruder. Honestly, um, pretty, pretty insulting to, sense. like, just average normal short people to to say that Mario is reflective of, of you. Mario is like a little imp. Like, he is. Like, his eyes are too big. Like, he's, they're, he's, like not, he's not meant to look like a real person. His eyes are the size of lamps. You need to understand that Mario is not a short person. He is a demon. Oh, like, like Mario looks like you. You you can recognize yourself in Mario. No, I can't. Like, 
I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing valor here. I'm not short, but were I, I'm Italian. Um, so I can say that, but, uh, um, Casually I don't feel like, I don't feel like he reflects me there. Yeah. Um, so, only, yeah. only the chef, Mr. Boyardee himself can reflect me, reflect my true Italian heritage. So maybe we'll learn more of this as, as the week and month as meltdown, as meltdown may progresses. Uh, we may learn more, but apparently uh, this this tool is still in beta and has been for, I guess, now five years um, while still actively being used and touted. <laughs> still in beta, huh? Tool. It, has a yeah. lot to, it has a lot in common with its customers. Am I right? Wow. Um, we'll have to edit that out. Um, yeah, true. It's so. Is there really one sec? I need to look at this again. So, yes, cognitive ability is one of the um, um, factors in this. I mean, look, I should, in like in terms of actual diversity, cognitive ability should be in there. That's, yeah, that's good. Like, what is zero to ten on that scale mean? Um, <laughs> what is is it IQ? Are we are we just is it IQ Cause, test? Because if it is an IQ test, that's actually more regressive you, yeah. than not having it at all. But oh yeah, what does no. that mean? I think a lot of people who work at video game companies thinks like think IQ tests are pretty pretty good, though. Yeah, perhaps. Um, like, would you would you guess that most people at Activision Blizzard think IQ is real or fake? I mean, absolutely real, right? Like, if you had to guess. Yes, I would think they think it's real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they'd probably say, like, well, that's, that's, I would, I would bet. This is, this is a wager. Um, maybe I'm not right. And, and no one could ever prove it. We don't have moles there. I'm working, go on. I would bet that Activision Blizzard sees the cognitive ability slider. And says, this is our most objective one, and we should base all the other ones on it. Yeah, I mean, it's that or, I mean, it's the only one. Yeah, see, we the can thing put about, a number thing, on this. We, we all know we all know the score with baseball analytics. If you can put a number on it, it's real. The thing that I think underlies that is, is it's the only one that doesn't have a paired all right, so here yeah. are the here are the, the other part. <laughs> here are the actual here. Are, I'm going to list them from the twelve o'clock position. Here are the actual labels: culture, race, age, cognitive ability, physical ability, body type, facial features slash beauty. That's on one uh, axis. <laughs> Gender identity, sexual orientation, socioeconomic background. So you've got like sectors where they've got multiple factors controlling. That's Something what they that's mean really by locked. intersectionality, John. They yeah, met, that's they really put them all in together. one category. Let God sort well, it out. I mean, no, but having culture, race, and socioeconomic background as different variables is actually good. Well, I, thought, I thought those sort were of lumped. I'm this. sorry. No, they're not. They're, these oh. are all separate variables. But cognitive ability is only one. <laughs> like you right. only get one shot at that one. Um, that's it's an odd thing. It's it's just like it's a weird thing to say cognitive ability there because you get the idea they want to talk about like, you know, ability and like the, you know, like basically they want to talk about disability and they want to talk about like, you know, the ways that that can impact um, one's life and change one's perspective and, and sort of like 
I hate to even give any legitimacy to it, so pardon me, like, <laughs> tripping over my words, but, like, give any legitimacy, like, you know, it, if you're on a diversity matrix, I think the idea would be, yes, ability counts as part of that. However, like, within the context of this that they aren't, like, bringing up, you know, they have, like, socioeconomic background, okay, I guess that means, I, you know, I guess that means, um, uh, I guess that means schooling, but it's not clear that it means schooling. So all of a sudden, cognitive behavior could also just be like, did you get into a state school or a private school? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's also in socioeconomic background. But right? is it? Like, we don't know. Like, so this is the problem, right? Like, it's not any any sort of diversity matrix like this. I mean, it never works, but it only works if if you have an underlying theory. And Activision Blizzard does not have an underlying theory. It literally is just you throw it at the wall. So, like, if your underlying theory is that, like, all this stuff, like, racism, sexism, ableism, you know, whatever you want to say, is structural, then, okay, your your underlying theory accounts for what do I mean by socioeconomic versus cognitive ability. But there is no underlying theory, so no one knows. It's a secret. I know what their underlying theory is. They don't no want to get yelled char- at anymore. <laughs> no, it, it's that each character's graph should look different. That's what mm. it is. It's a visual representation, <laughs> and those graphs should look different. That's diversity. Uh, <laughs> if the no, graphs you're... are different looking, that's diverse, right? Can you argue against that? I don't think you can. I mean, literally, that is that has been the that has been the uh, the way that they've done um, Overwatch for like however long Overwatch has been out now. So uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, Everyone in Overwatch looks slightly different from each other. So, are you saying Overwatch isn't diverse? I'm saying there's a lot of ladies that kind of look like Korra from Avatar. Yeah, I don't know if that that actually answers your question, but it that doesn't. Is some, it, it, that it is something me, that I've been meaning to say for a while. Tells me where your head's at, and I appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah, I, I I'm glad that in this day and age we all could band together. To tell Activision Blizzard how uh, deeply insulting the idea of a diversity matrix is. I appreciate that we were able to do that. That's the real diversity, because it came from so many quarters of the internet. I also love imagining that, like, some board looked at this and, like, 70 people signed off on it. And we're like, this looks great. I love this idea. <laughs> let's get let's get it through another committee. Like, let's get it. <laughs> like, so many eyes were on this and no one was like, whew, I don't think so. Yeah. Really good. All right. So next bit of news, and then we're going to leave the news behind in hell. <laughs> Jim Ryan. Uh, PlayStation guy. Favorite. Um, what is his official title? Uh, his official title is a future dog owner. Right? He's the CEO of Sony of America, <laughs> I believe. Maybe he's the CEO of Insomniac I'm not sure. No, he is the CEO of Sony. Um, okay. The CEO of Somniac Games is Ted Price. So, uh, Jim Ryan, he sent out an email. Um, <laughs> maybe res- maybe the funniest corporate email. I mean, yeah. funny funny in an extraordinarily dark way, but very funny. Like, very funny that anyone would think to send this email out. Sorry, he's the PlayStation CEO, so he's under the CEO of Sony of America. Um do I have the full text here? I don't I know. Did get... they release the full text? No, I think Bloomberg only reported um, the salacious best, 
bits. So I will read from the Bloomberg article by um, podcast erstwhile reference uh, creator Jason Trier. I mean, Jason is is everywhere. Listen, yeah. I can't I can't begrudge him that. Um, May twelfth is the dateline. Some staff at Sony Group Corporation are seething following an email Thursday from the head of PlayStation that urged employees to respect differences of opinion on abortion rights. That was a quote. Before entering into five (laughs) detailed paragraphs about his two cats' first birthday. I love it. (laughs) The email opens by addressing several current events, including the recent leak of a draft U.S. Supreme Court opinion that signaled an intention to overturn the landmark 1973 case Roe v. Wade. People aren't going to know what that I don't think anyone's heard of that. So It's also know, incorrect. The, the, the controlling case and precedent is Casey versus Planned Parenthood, or Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Mm. Uh, but no one cares. It's Roe v. Wade, whatever. Cultural touchstone. Uh, which legalized abortion nationwide. Many corporations have felt pressure from employees to comment on the case, but most video game companies have remained silent on the matter. Not Bungie. Skipping ahead. In the email seen by Bloomberg, PlayStation president Jim Ryan didn't take a stance on abortion rights, instead writing that the company and its community are, quote, multifaceted and diverse, holding many different points of view, end quote. He wrote that, quote, we owe it to each other and to PlayStation's millions of users to respect differences of opinion among everyone in our internal and external communities. Respect does not equal agreement, but it is fundamental to who we are as a company, citation needed, and and as a valued global brand, end quote. Ryan then went on to write that he, quote, would like to share something lighthearted (laughs) to help inspire everyone to be mindful, mindful. Obsessed with this choice. Of having balance that can, oh my god, a CEO, this is not a quote, a CEO emailing you about mindfulness and work-life balance as he's about to go into a digression about his cats that he can stay home and take care of because he's a CEO and sets his own hours. All right. God, it rules. It's so funny. Like, Like, you couldn't. The you know like people people use the office as a as a sort of like you know corporate comedy touchstone and like that that makes sense like it it is a corporate comedy touchstone it, like there's nothing you could never do any bit in the office that would be as on point as oh like uh, a massive massive like you know a political firestorm happened and my boss is emailing me about his cats. See for you it was a traumatizing and clarifying moment as it became clear that the far right in this country was about to formalize and accelerate their control over every apparatus and governmental infrastructure. For Jim Ryan, it was recently his two cats' first first birthday, and he elaborated over the next few paragraphs about his cats' birthday cakes, their noises, and his desire to one day get a dog. Listen, I I think... (laughs) I don't know. I can't say anything. It's also it. It's funnier than I could ever make it. I'm. I'm sorry. Like I know it's serious. Like I, I'm. I'm just as appalled as everyone. I. I celebrate. No, Jim Ryan fun. doesn't seem to think it's serious. Jim, Jim Ryan isn't. Um. But let me get this joke out. The only difference of opinion that um, PlayStation has to uh, approach on an on an issue that is you know largely agreed upon is whether the PS5 has games. 
Ha-ho. Yeah, there you go. It, no one really has games yet for the next Well, okay, but consoles. listen, it's it's an old joke with PS3. It's an old joke, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a chestnut. We have to use it. Um, the other the other thing is, like, look, I, I celebrate Bungie and, and the and the companies that have, like, I, the action. I, You know, whatever. Bungie. Bungie's a company just like any other company. It's, I'm sure I, I have a personal Bungie day. I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to. I'm sure they're going to uh, to reveal like they they built on like uh, they 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 purchased like a a series of people to to help make uh, Destiny Two the most realistic game ever. Um, right after this, but like their response to to all of this, particularly on their Twitter, where they were like, "Yeah, like don't buy my games if you don't want like if you if you don't think this is a if you don't think abortion is a right then like." Just like don't play Destiny. Like I think that's cool. I'm glad someone did that. Um, but boy, it is very funny how not doing that Jim Ryan did. Yeah, like, you couldn't you couldn't go further off the res off that like off the reservation if you tried. Yeah. Um, good thing is, of course, there will be no consequences for everyone. Oh, of course um, not. Uh, I believe one of the subsidiary organizations, yeah, Insomniac Games, donated $100,000 to charity. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Take that, um, conservatives. Hopefully it was to one of the good ones, because there's a bunch of them out there that aren't. It's um, just like Ray Smuckles giving uh, $25,000 to Oreo because he wants him to have a little walking around money. Yeah. Like that's basically <laughs> that's basically what Insomniac has done. I, I, all right, that's that's my second favorite Ray Smuckles spending money <laughs> joke. The first, my first favorite, uh, tying back into what we were just talking about, is uh, the the Mensa application, the Mensa oh, renewal, yeah. where uh, they ask him the easiest question on on Earth. Um, like it's like a it's like a word scramble puzzle, and it's the, it, they're basically just sort of aligned diagonally, um, and it's like what does it spell? Um, <laughs> You know, and he writes thanks. Yeah. Um, it's like sixty dollars if you get it right, seventy dollars if you just want the, you know the membership. And he says yeah, just a seventy dollar check. check writes thanks. Yeah. Oh uh, god. All right, enough of this bullshit. Let's talk about video games. You have an opinion. I do have an opinion. About. Uh so I'm getting I'm getting towards the end of Elden Ring. I'm I'm yeah. currently uh, you know, on my on my millennia bullshit, just trying to trying to trying to get through, trying to get through the old Halig tree. Yeah, uh, because so I um, I've I've basically done everything else, um, and uh, I I now am I now am like I can finish the game up, but I want to go you know kill that old Lord of Blood, finish up finish up the Halig tree, do all do all the stuff that I that I dreamed yeah. of doing my bucket list. Um, and as I'm doing it, I did get some opinions. Uh, so yeah, uh, spoilers, I guess, for Elden Ring. I don't really understand saying there are spoilers in Elden Ring. It's, um, like, it's, it's a little weird to me. It's but... outselling Call of Duty now, and it's like three months past release. I think we're spoiler free. Like, like, but also, it's not really a fire. plot game. Like, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's a from there, game. There's a tree in it. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> surprise. Um, but uh, so after you... Um, you light the, the the flame that burns the big tree. That's the big that's the big moment. Mm -hmm. Burn the big herd tree uh, by lighting the giants, fire giants, forge, and you're immediately taken to crumbling Faramazula, mm -hmm. which is a giant place in the sky where you fight uh, basically the old protector of the of the royalty that you've been sort of like learning all about. You can fight America's the dragons. version of Blythe. If you've yeah, like yeah. her 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 shadow 
I think it was the technical name in the lore. Uh, oh, Malachith. yeah, 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 you're, well, uh, yeah, yeah, right, like, Blythe, yeah, Malkith is sort of like, uh, Merrick is Blythe, that's right, that's, that's right, yeah, that's it, um, and, yeah, you know, like, there's, there's all this stuff, right, like, it's, it's an old society, it's crumbling, it's, it's a, it's a real moment of, like, oh, like, do you want a mortality tarnish, like, here's, here's, here's what the spoils of immortality get you, like, yeah. nothing if but you notice, If you notice in the world map, it is the... Remnants of what used because the, the world map used to actually be a ring mm-hmm. around the center. Now it's uh, and then someone finger. fucking blew off like a fifth of the ring into the sky, and yep. uh, that's what uh, crumbling Faramazula is. So um, Faramazula is is fine. Um, I think it's okay. I think it's like interesting from a plot standpoint. People explaining it to me from the lore standpoint. I I, I hear you. I um, think the transition you could have used some work. I think so too, and I also think it's kind of it's a, a boring very, zone. A very it's, Dark Souls two transition. But I like Dark Souls two transition. Oh so yes, like, I love Dark Souls Souls two. I, I don't know, like um, so. Not everyone does. It is a very Dark Souls two transition, but in a game that it has eschewed those transitions. I will yeah, say, yeah. And so, like the weird thing about Crumbling Fernandezula is like it looks cool, it's neat and all, but like I I don't know, like it got a little, especially where it's at in the game for me. Mm-hmm it got a little dull very quickly where it was just yeah. like, Oh, like I'm fighting another dragon at this point. Like what? why? Oh, like, dogs are dangerous again. Fuck. Yeah. Like, Oh geez. Oh, okay. Oh, there are Eagles now. I have to worry about Eagles. Okay, great. Like it is, it is sort of like a, okay. Gut check again, but you've just like, you're literally at the, what could be for you the second to last zone in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's giving you a gut check. And it's like, I don't know. Like this doesn't really do it for me. What does do it for me from like a design standpoint, and I think like a narrative game standpoint is um, the Haley Tree. I think You're the Haley Tree is freak. great. You are a fucking freak. I am not a freak. Oh, uh, the Haley Tree is really good because the whole point of the Haley Tree is that Michaela and Melenia, who are sort of the the Wonder Twins of the of the little group, I I love that we basically get like it's basically just like Watchmen or the boys, but like mm-hmm. they but in the like in the Middle Ages. Where yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's a it's usually a bad time if uh, your father and your mother are the same person. It, um, listen, it takes all uh, kinds. Just gotta um, say, sometimes you end up being the goddess of rot or uh, perpetually uh, seven. Or big old egg. Is. Um, but Michaela is uh, Millennia's uh, brother, and she's her, his protector. Um, and they're basically the Wonder Twins, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, they fall into to disrepair, and Millennia lives in Michaela's Hallig tree, which is a tree that he basically built, uh, you know, basically as an escape, as like a, another world for them. Yeah, um, you can sort of see him in the root there. Yeah, the yeah. And I think what's cool about the Hallig tree, from a from a narrative storytelling standpoint, is that when you get in there, it looks like it looks like Landell, but it's like melted. Yeah, it's it's like it's gross and like. Half done, and and as a result, like you know, you learn later, uh, or depending on when you get to Moog, Lord of Blood, uh, you learn that Michaela is not in the Haley Tree. Like the, no. he did not get to finish it. He's not there. This is an incomplete project. Um, and I think like the the way that this like the the zone tells you that story is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will admit the second part after the tree and the melting element, uh, where you're just in the city and like. It's like, okay, now you got to fight a bunch of, like, 
eight-legged prince guys. Now you got to fight like uh, now there's uh, a rotted avatar with two really hard guys in front of it. Like that a lot stuff of sucks. Dudes just shooting shit at you. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll I admit that part was not great. I that part did not hit for me. That part did not uh, translate for me. I thought that was bad. But that is the very tail end. And I think my point about the Haley Tree is that it is a much more narratively important space than Farron Azula. And just from like, just from like a, you know, show don't tell kind of way. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think like, it's weird that it's the secret part, right? Like, it's weird that this is the, the, the part that you have to be like, Ooh, like, you know, you have the metal of rolled, but also you have to hit the the directional button over at the grand lift roll to use the secret medallion. Like it's, it's, it's a ridiculous puzzle um, to get here. And I just feel like this would have been a much better place to have right before you got back to Landell City of Ash, because you get to see the way that the sort of like future, uh, the, the, the you know, the, the Wunderkins ended up. It like it just I don't know. I think we've seen enough of what happens it, when things go wrong uh, by way of like, you know, oh, the, the rulers chose immortality. Like we've seen it. We've 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 done more God. Like we, we we've seen Godfrey in shade form. It's 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 we, we're there. Um, I just think I think they could have done more with this, um, and I, I wish they had. So I have two points to make. The first, Millennia should not, under any circumstances, be a mandatory boss. Okay. And Malekith is. You have to beat him to beat the game, and he's a hard motherfucker. But not as hard as Millennia. Not yeah. Millennia. The second thing is that Malekith has the Black Death Rune, or whatever it's called, the the rune the rune of destined death. Mm-hmm. He has the other half of that, and that is very important plot-wise to at least one ending. But I think you you also theoretically need to actually kill Millennia, uh, not Millennia, uh, America in the first place. You yeah, no, the, 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 the Rune of Death and Death is a big deal. Yeah. Um, but and again, you, and you can't just move Malekith down into the Halic Tree and Millennia up into Crumbling Fair Missoula. Like, no, it I don't work think you can. So, but I do think you can. Um, I do think you could move Malekith into Landell City of Ash. Easily. Maybe. You already have a boss run going on with, uh, what's his name, the All-Knowing, and uh, and um, uh, Godfrey, but real this time. Why not just do Malekith? Like, you're already doing the boss rush. Like, just make it one longer, and there's Malekith. It essentially feels that way, because you get translated, you get taken right to Landell City of Ash, and then you have to fight the boss rush. So, so the thing about Malekith is that America sort of stole, took the death rune, the destined death rune, out of the Elden Ring, and shoved it in his hand, and exiled him from time. Well, it's so like, it's because so, she didn't want so anyone to touch it. Doesn't lose it. Yeah. It's so <laughs> no, it's not just so he doesn't lose it, so no one else can get it. Yeah. Because if she, because that is how she controls death. Like, if death does not exist as a concept, then you don't die. You go into the roots of the Erd Tree, right? right. No, and, I get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I totally, I totally agree with you that Malekith's important. Um, I just, I like, I think Ferrum Nazula was was kind of like it felt rushed, it felt ineffective, and yeah. I feel like I mean, if, if you want to argue Malekith, I think Malekith was a really neat boss. I thought that that worked quite well. I think, I think you could just like you could just as easily have him in a better spot. <laughs> Possibly, I think the answer that really needed to be here is that Ferrum Nazula should have sucked less shit. Okay, fair enough. All right, we, let's 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 agree there. Um, but no, I you know what it's. Uh, 
The problem for me with Elden Ring is how long it is. And um, I, I realize I'm exacerbating the problem by going and fighting the optional bosses, doing all the things like, you know, finding all the dungeons and, and you know, I, I want to do all the NPC quests like. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't actually sound like you have much of a problem. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> with, if you're doing all the optional shit. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, no, no. I like the game. It's just that after I did all that and once I got to Farron Azula, I was like. Okay, I'm a little exhausted. Like, yeah. I, I kind of use this game to be over. Um, and I understand, like, there's a method of playing by which you do not get, like, all that content. And maybe that would be the wiser way to play. But I don't know. Like, there is a method by which – there is a point by at which, like, it's just like, okay, I think we could have had less is more with these dungeon designs. <laughs> like, I think you could have you could have maybe gone a little less extra with this stuff and – gotten more out of you know your you know these legacy dungeons that you really need to get a ton out of um but i don't know i mean that that maybe is a nitpicky thing i think it's interesting to talk about if nothing else um yeah i i liked it it's a great game um is it my favorite souls game Eh, i don't think so but that is like such a weird persnickety particular choice for anyone i think it's probably not fair to to go and, and worry about it I tried I tried writing an article on that and I still have writer's block over it. Like I, I think on the last one of these I mentioned I was writing an Elden Ring review. That review is not coming out because I have massive writer's block on it. So instead I'm reviewing the game I'll be talking about in a bit. We're running a bit long. Uh, so well, tell me about the game. Cut the last two things I have on this stupid list. Oh um, yeah, I mean well, there well, you want us to say them quick so we Yeah so well, everyone we, knows we read the news. Well, uh, they're not. It's not news. It's just stuff I've been playing and/or been angry about on Twitter. Uh, I, next time we do one of these, I'll probably talk about Vampire Survivors, which is coming out of early access. Cool game, uh, really fun game. Probably in a week or two, maybe maybe in a month. I mean, they, they've got a they've got a roadmap and they've been sticking to it, and I think it launches by the end of May into 1.0. It's a lovely little uh, candy clicker that is super fun to play. And uh, the Halo TV show um, is finishing up. Uh, n- uh, it'll probably be finished by the time this gets released, but it's finishing. Now, your a, a, perspective you know, is it was past. really the sex scene was dealt with very well. It's is fine. The sex, the sex scene is vanilla sexy. If you watched Farscape, you've seen a, a sex scene like this. Uh, the Halo TV show is excellent. Um, I want to talk about it after it finishes uh, so I can deal fully once we have the finished first product of the first season, fully deal with the absolute psychosis that is gripped. The, uh, the culture writer and Halo. It feels like, like there's like, like, because the show's been a huge hit for Paramount Plus, which needs a huge hit. Like, they imme- they immediately gave it two seasons, and they're already talking basically like they're going to give it a third just based on how the first season is doing by itself. Um, but you'd never know that if you read culture writers about it who are, like, incensed that it isn't the first game, like, a long play of Halo Combat Evolved with all the FPS gameplay in there and then the cutscenes and then the flood and all that. Like they, they, like there's a, there's a, there's a piece out of Game Informer. Um, uh, I should credit him. I think his name is Matt Miller. Uh, he has a paragraph in there that it just sounds like flabbergasted at the concept of supporting characters and B plots <laughs> in a television show. Like he, he legitimately doesn't understand why this show has, uh, other characters other than John Halo and Cortana in it. And then, uh, you know, obviously all the people that shoots that John Halo shoots and kills um, like uh, he argues that a that a a core part of Halo is the loneliness 
and there just shouldn't be other characters. And like, I I'm can't sorry, really make a friend, TV show that way. <laughs> yeah. Why are all of you people assistant editors at every one of these sites and getting these 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 things? Like, they're you guys don't you're not media literate. You don't understand television. Like, what the fuck is going on here? I mean, a big uh, so, part of Halo could be the loneliness, but you can't make a Halo TV show. No, you can't. You, you could make you you. I don't know. Like, if you. If you want Halo but lonely, just like go watch Solaris. Like just yeah. you, you know, just like go well, the, the, go no check out go that. check out some Tartovsky. Like you'll, you'll there's no Tartofsky grenades or needlers fine. in that. There's no um. There's no there's no sexy enemy babe in that. Mm. Uh, they actually do a really good job with Cortana in the show. We'll talk about it when I have actually seen the finale. Um, maybe the finale will ruin it, and I'll have a much different review next time we speak. <laughs> That'd be so funny if they're yeah, finale ruined it. Because like, I've really gone all in on Twitter this last this week. This movie with, sucks with, now. I hate this yeah, show. With the Halo thing. Um, all right, so I'm playing uh, Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate Demon. Hammer? Demon what? Hammer? Demon Hunters. <laughs> that Demon is Hunters. too many subtitles. What is yeah, this? A no, Shin Megami that, Tensei actually, game? That's like, in my review. Like the the so there was a there was a game called Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate back in 1998, and apparently that is sufficient to force this game to have a Demon Hunters subtitle. Alright, well I'm fucking I mean, no. No. Call it Chaos Gate. We can't even run the nineteen ninety-eight game on these computers. We're not gonna get, you know, confused about it. Chaos Gate um, was really the moment where the uh, Nixon Republicans fell apart. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the thing about Chaos Gate is it's XCOM. So there's been previous um, previous uh, tactical games in the Warhammer 40K universe um, that have been set. Uh, the the big three right now are Chaos Gate, uh, the Battle Sector game, which is like Space Marines versus Tyranids on a desert world. Um, and Mechanicus, which is the, uh, the, the robot servidor people who work for the Space Marines versus Necrons. Um, and this game, the Chaos Gate game is the one that's actually a fully an XCOM ripoff. Like, like it takes the formula from the XCOM reboot games and just uses it. Like you've got a home base, which is your fly. It's, it's XCOM 2, to be clear. Uh, you've got your home base, which flies around to different sectors so you can do missions. Um, in that home base, you've got a star map where you advance time so that missions proc. You've got a engineering department where you go and talk to the engineering person and also, you know, research engineering things. You've got a library or a research center where you go and research, you know, um, science stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a barracks full of personalized, customizable space marines that you can rename and do all the, the fun dress up with. Um, each of which comes from one of, uh, I think it's five, five or six classes. I think you only start with access to four. Um, comes from one of like six classes, each of which has a different, uh, perk tree for when you level these guys up. You're supposed to carry them between missions. You're only supposed to have a, a barracks of, you know, you know, 12 of these guys at once or so because mm-hmm. they're very special. Uh, it's XCOM. And it, it solves all of the XCOM 2 problems as well. The biggest problem with XCOM 2 was activation. So uh, if you played XCOM 2 at a very high level, and this was even more of a thing in, in the original XCOM Enemy Unknown, um, it was sort of like chess in that uh, the mid-game was always a game of positioning and feints and retreats and refeints. And it was also like chess in that it took too much fucking time to get anything <laughs> accomplished. 
Because um, because if you didn't activate perfectly, you were fucked. Chess heads well, not, devastated right now. You like like you were less fucked if you were playing on lower difficulties. Obviously, like the game was balanced so that you could fuck up activations constantly on normal and survive because you were just strong enough to push through. Uh, but if you're playing on uh, you know the Iron Man hardcore legendary mode, um, what you need to do is you need to figure out how to get guys to walk into you mm-hmm. while you are set up to ambush them. And that yeah. is how you have to break, or else you're going to take a lot of wounds, and you're going to possibly lose guys. Wow. This has fixed that, because as soon as you walk into a pot activation range, uh, they get what's called in XCOM a yellow alert activation. So there's um, – when when a pot is on yellow alert, that means they've sort of heard, like, fighting is going on on the map. So they're, like, at a heightened state of readiness. Okay. Uh, so that when you run into them – between two to four members of that little pod will get to take a reaction action. Like they'll go to go into overwatch or they'll get to buff themselves. Whenever you activate a pod in this game, that always happens, but you immediately get to take a fresh turn. Like you're not stuck without your action points. You're not stuck out of cover. Um, you're not, you know, because you're space marines, you're badasses. You immediately get to take a new turn. Now, you're still incentivized to do the positioning thing because you don't want to, like, leave action points from that previous turn that get, just gets ended and reset on the table. Sure. But the margin, like, the marginal difference between um, doing the position nonsense for XCOM and doing it for Chaos Gate is much lower. Like, you know, you're you're not leaving a huge amount of value on the table and you're not opening your guys up to just fucking die the way you are if you are playing on the highest difficulty levels and hmm. you're um, doing that in uh, XCOM. So I'm having a really good time with it. It's uh, great. It's It's got a lot of colors. So the... Oh, the, that's kind of different for Warhammer. It, yeah, from Space... Yeah, like, these guys are... Like, the, the main character faction are the Grey Knights. Like, that's hmm. what they're called, the Grey Knights. And yet this game is, like, bursting with neon and these purples and these blues. Lots of bisexual lighting. Um, you know, just great... Or- whenever there's fire, the oranges are really warm and great. Um, you know, it doesn't, it's like, it's like someone actually like looked around the catalog and was like, no one actually puts any color in any of these fucking things. <laughs> All right. I guess that's our thing now. <laughs> that's cool though. Cause I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of Warhammer players who like color. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it, I mean, painting well, is like the main thing people like yeah. to do in Warhammer. <laughs> so I mean, it's not, kind right? of, kind of shocking that it hasn't, you know, got out there before now. Uh, with with a title like this, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Nice, excellent. Um, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, and maybe y- you tell me if I'm wrong. It seems like Warhammer is kind of on a good a good stretch with games. Yes, like they've, they've been um, kind of hitting it pretty nicely recently. They finally figured out how to license these things and not like drive off developers by being insane about their IP control. Um, for a while, it, Games Workshop was notoriously difficult to work with for. Quite a while, and they've they've changed their ways a bit in ways that have really helped their brand. Um, I believe they're posting record highs in sales and uh, growth at this at this point. Um, it was weird. They were they 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 experienced a huge boom during the pandemic, which is crazy to think about. Like it makes no sense. Um, but a bunch of people who were already well off suddenly had a bunch of extra income and a bunch of extra time. So what they were doing was preparing, yeah, preparing for the end of the pandemic when they could use these things again. 
Um, so yeah, they've they've been experiencing uh, great company growth, um, which is good for us at Goonhammer because uh, that's that that translates into more audience for us. Uh, and I'll have a review or a joint review um, of Chaosgate up on Goonhammer.com shortly. Or nice. it may, may already be up. Um, <laughs> Depending on when this comes out, it may already be up. It's, you could read this. You could absolutely read this article by John. Um, I hope you are reading John's articles. They're very good. They can be found at Goonhammer. Um, John, what else? What else would you like to? Would you like to plug the 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 concept of the Baltimore Orioles? No, fuck them. Um, okay, I'm good. I think we're we're good to to play ourselves out. All right. Well, till we see each other next time. Thanks, everyone. This has been Patch Notes.